It's another hopefully educating episode of Value Nigeria with Ajibola, a podcast where we make the most of opportunities on the Nigerian Stock Exchange uh, using the value investing approach. I'd like to say a very big thank you to everyone who has gotten in touch with us even during the course of the week. Um, you've sent in your feedback, you've sent in your questions, and we are very happy that you did. I strive to reply all messages um, shortly after receiving them. Some of the questions you sent in were very profound and they led me to double-check a few things, which eventually meant that I learned new things myself. Kindly keep them coming in. I really appreciate them. On the last episode of the podcast, we talked through some common but wrong reasons why people sell their stocks. I sincerely do hope that you found it quite helpful. Unfortunately, the principles of value investing either resonates with you within five minutes of you hearing them or it doesn't resonate with you at all. On the back of this, I totally understand if not everyone feels value investing is right for them. This week, we'll be discussing a subject that is at the very heart of investing, risk management. Now, these are strategies that we put in place as investors to limit the downside potential of every investment we make. Risk can be said to be the possibility of permanent loss of one's capital. Many times we only focus on the promise of upward movement in price while ignoring or paying little attention to the possibility of the deal going south. Risk management dictates that we focus on trying to avoid the downside, trusting that the upside will take care of itself. Now, if you remember correctly, we talked about the two rules of investing as advocated by Warren Buffett. They are rule number one, don't lose money. And rule number two, never forget rule number one. Now, these statements are testament to the fact that risk management should be the ultimate aim of the value investor. How then can we as value investors mitigate against the risk of capital loss in our investment practice? How can we invest in a way that minimizes our losses if and when they happen? The first broad method of risk management I would like to talk about today is understanding the company and its industry. Now, each time we have to always come back to this issue of understanding a company, and that's because this is a very, very key part of our investing. Now, this is the first and the most important of all risk management measures, in my opinion. The more information and knowledge one has about an asset or a company, the greater level of confidence and conviction that one can have in that investment. Thorough understanding of a company and its industry will guide you on what the company is worth, if it's worth buying, the right price to pay, future growth prospects of the company, amongst other things. The more you understand the company, the less risk you will actually be taking when investing in it. Now, this is because you will know the key performance indicators of that industry and you can easily detect when the company begins to falter. Two people can invest in the same company at the same time and at the same price but be bearing different levels of risk. This can be due to their varied level of understanding of the company and how that understanding guides them in their future actions and decisions. My advice always is, Before you buy any asset or any company, seek to understand it well enough to be objectively convinced about your decision making. 
If you cannot explain your investment thesis to a layman in simple terms, it's very likely that you still haven't gained as much understanding about that investment as you should. The second method to mitigate risk is for you to only buy when you have a comfortable margin of safety. Margin of safety is the discount from the intrinsic value at which an investor is willing to purchase a company or an asset. It ensures that any possible error made in the valuation and in the unpredictable nature of the future is accounted for. How much of a margin of safety one demands is also influenced by how well one understands that company and how wonderful the company is. For truly spectacular companies, maybe a 20 or a 30% margin of safety might do. Whereas we demand a higher margin of safety when we invest in companies that are of relatively lesser quality. For more information about margin of safety, I recommend you listen to the podcast episodes 14 through to 16, which is where we discussed margin of safety extensively. Number three, we can mitigate our risk when we buy only high quality companies. Now, companies that have been stellar in the past have a higher probability of continuing that stellar performance even into the future. This is because they most likely have a moat which protects their business and they can sustain that moat even into the future. In the same vein, companies that are struggling are also likely to continue struggling. The probability of a mediocre company getting worse is higher than that for an excellent company to go bad. Now, I'm not saying excellent companies cannot lose their way. Rather, I'm saying it is more likely that they will keep their excellence than to lose it. If you limit yourself to only buying the best one or two companies in every industry you understand and at a price that affords a healthy margin of safety, you are limiting the amount of risk that you are exposed to. Learning to say no to mediocre opportunities might just be one of the greatest defenses against losing our capital. Number four, buy dividend paying stocks. Now, I know this is going to be a very controversial point, so let me clearly state from the outset exactly what I mean. As value investors, we do not buy companies solely because of their dividend. That is not how we invest. Rather, we invest in a company when it can be bought at a price that is lower than its intrinsic value. After buying, we often have to wait a while for the market to realize its error and to reprice the company accordingly. How long this will take is often unknown. Due to the unknown duration of time that it might take for the investment to show the profit we desire, we would rather be holding a company that pays a healthy dividend in the interim. Now this means that paying a dividend, although not one of our screening criteria, might be an added advantage for any company we analyze. You can think of it this way. If you are going to be spending an unknown duration of time locked inside a building, why not insist that that building have a shopping mall, a large arcade, an indoor swimming pool, and a five-star restaurant within it? This way, even if the price does not rise up to meet up with value in the short term, we still get some returns from the dividends that are paid out. Now, I'll leave a link in the description of the episode where you can read my article about the dangers of dividend. The fifth method of mitigating one's risk while investing 
will be for us to monitor our investments closely. Even though we've bought wonderful companies at great prices and we expect their excellence to continue far into the future, we do not rest on our hours and assume that all will be well. We need to keenly follow the industry, read all the news articles or press releases, quarterly and annual reports that are released by the company. We buy and we monitor our companies. We do not buy and forget their existence. This way, if the story changes at any point, we'll get the information almost firsthand and can promptly make decisions about if we want to keep on holding that company or if we want to exit it. And that's all we have on this week's episode of Value Nigeria with Ajibola. I hope the improvement in the audio quality is palpable. I do sincerely hope that you find the podcast helpful. We would appreciate it if you kindly send us an email to let us know the impact the podcast has had on your investing practice or you can send in your questions. We'll answer them right here on the podcast. Our email address can be found in the description of the episode. And next week, we'll be talking about diversification, what it means, how it can hurt your portfolio, and how to do it right. Thank you for listening. Have a lovely week ahead. Bye.